Hi, this is Michelle with the Fringe Following. Today is October 1st, 2020. Today I have with me Lacina, and she is from the podcast A Truth Rising. Hi, Lacina. Hey, Michelle. How's it going today? Good, good. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about your podcast before we get into our discussion? And today's discussion will be on the debates that just took place two days ago between President Trump and Vice President Biden, um, or former Vice President Biden. So go ahead, Lucina, tell us about your podcast. Sure, I'll just take a few seconds for that. So my podcast is A Truth Rising, and it is all about, I guess, the the background as to how we got to, how human trafficking has grown to the level that it has. So a lot of it starts off talking about the laws and the lack of justice and how it has influenced the entire process. And of course, why, or kind of contributes to how the, how the, how so many people have gotten away with so much of this right in front of our faces, literally. And it's also a healing place for victims and survivors as well. So that's the eventual goal is for them to have a better understanding of, you know, why things kind of are the way they are uh, when it comes to that topic or why justice is rarely, rarely served. Um, it is morphing and changing. So if you want to check it out, I, that's really great. I really invite you to, I've been on a hiatus, so, but there's some content there so you can get started if it, if it's a topic that interests you. Yes, I, I highly recommend it. If you get a chance to check it out, it's great information. Lucina does a lot of really good research, research I haven't seen from other uh, podcasts of that nature with that topic. Um, can't recommend it highly enough. So if, if that is something that you want to dive deeper into, definitely check it out, A Truth Rising. It's on it's on Spotify, iTunes, all the, all the different podcast um, yep. sources. So yeah. So anyhow, Lucina of also has, oh, no problem. Lucina also has a strong passion um, in this arena as well. So we brought her on because she um, brings a really good viewpoint to, and, and a different viewpoint um, than most people. And so we really appreciate having her on today. And today we are going to talk about the debates. So were you able to see those the other day, Lucina? <laughs> Yeah, right. Um, yeah, I did watch that. And uh, well, <laughs> let, I mean, honestly, I I knew going into it, I, I didn't go in with high expectations of any sort of, you know, victory on any person's part. I already kind of knew what happened was kind of what was going to happen. And uh -huh. I went in as a spectator, really carefully viewing everybody involved, each person, um, the entire setup and scenario. And um, I wanted to give everybody a fair chance. And I quickly found out that, well, the people I wanted to give a fair chance to just didn't really meet that expectation or any expectation <laughs> at all. And so we can dive more into that. But yeah, I did watch the debate. I actually walked away from it going, was that even a debate? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it was kind of the one against two scenario, if you're to believe some of the press about it. Um, mm -hmm. I agree. And I had extremely low expectations. People, you know, those that know I do this podcast, the, the few in my circle that do know, um, mm -hmm. were texting me, are you going to watch it? You know, and I was like, yeah, sure. And, but I, you know, I was kind of like mad about it because, you know, I even told some people, you know, Trump could turn into a golden statue on stage and people are still going to hate him. And, you know, Biden is good, might become a bumbling fool and people are still going to vote for him. So I don't really see how this is going to further any, anything, you know, maybe there's still people on the fence, but a lot of people have already made up their mind and, I don't, you know, I, I it, there's nothing that could could change it, you know, and I and the debate what I saw really didn't 
I saw that it furthered people's disdain of Trump if that's where they were leaning or, you know, furthered their disdain of Biden. However, I do think, and we can talk about this a little later, that Chris Wallace was used as a tool to kind of detract from Biden because everybody from both sides were talking about how badly he did and how they need to revise the debates and how he was a horrible moderator. And I think he took that fall on purpose. You know, I really do. Um, I don't know what you think about that, but I, I really do think that he was set up to be that way. And um, so that people will talk about him and not about what Biden did or didn't do during the debate. What, what do you think, Lucina? Yeah, I mean, my first, I, I mean, I agree. I, I, as soon as I saw Chris Wallace, I thought, oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Chris Wallace has never really been a favorite of mine, and that wasn't really wasn't what it was. But I knew, you know, he had he had definitely expressed a lot of disdain for Trump, you know, over the years. So that yeah. to me already was, well, I already kind of know where this is going, but let's see. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't right. want to jump too ahead of myself here because it could be, could be fine. Right. Right. I, yeah. I really wanted to give everyone the benefit of the doubt rather than just getting too ahead. And I think that's what I'm seeing a lot of people do is they, they already jump to conclusions about everything. They latch on to anything they can. And that's, that's, that's where they end up. That's what they'll, they're willing to park themselves there and call it a day. Right. Right. And I was like, okay, Chris Walls or whatever, you know, but then I quickly saw exactly what, I mean, it was almost like I gave him the benefit of the doubt for maybe a minute or two <laughs> because he immediately, he quickly showed his true colors. It didn't take long. And uh, after I was done watching the debate, I thought, or even throughout, you know, as I watched it, I was like, exactly what you said. He was used as a tool mm -hmm. to, um, in a sense to try to make Trump look bad. Yeah. Which he kind of did, but he didn't make Trump look bad. If you're, if you're a true Patriot and you're a true Trump supporter, you know that the, the president had a strategy and that he's not, he's not a moron. <laughs> he's not a, he's not I getting know. up there and just throwing those punches just for the heck of it. And just to be a bully, but right. He's at a place right now where he doesn't have a choice with his strategy he has to come out, you know, pulling punches right off the bat because he is constantly under attack, but we'll probably right. talk more on that later. So with, with, um, Chris Wallace at the end, I felt that he was used as a tool just like you, mm -hmm. because I saw that there were times where it seemed that he was protecting, um, former president, uh, vice president Joe Biden. And he didn't seem to really interrupt him. He never, called him out for call, calling the president a clown. He didn't call him out for telling him to shut up, like very disrespectful talk. Um, mm -hmm. That seems that people just, that just kind of went past people, but I guess it works for the people that hate president Trump. <laughs> so like to them, they're like, they they're in agreement. But if president Trump had did the opposite, you know, that would just be all over the place. Right. Um Right. I probably I, still I be think, talking about it. <laughs> so I know, I know. And I and I think that part of it is is because the you know, truly the country's divided as you know, we've discussed on this podcast before. And one of the reasons we've made this podcast is you either believe that the mainstream media is full of it and they're biased and they're definitely favoring one side over the other, mm -hmm. or you don't. And if you believe and depending on what you believe, that's how you're going to view president Trump's performance in yesterday's mm -hmm. debate or two days ago debate. It's because it, you know what he's trying to do. He's trying to rattle Biden. He's trying to get him to, breakdown he's you know and mm -hmm. not only that he, it really was two against one um mm -hmm. you mentioned about interrupting i mean there there's people that have actually counted this i have not counted it so i cannot verify the stats but you know one post that i saw chris wallace only interrupted joe biden 15 times 
However, he interrupted President Trump 76 times. That's a huge difference, you know, Mm -hmm. and clearly without me counting it, that's what it looked like to me. But I've got to say he did it in a very mild mannered way. I didn't really notice it that much during it. Mm -hmm. You know, I was focusing more on what was going on and what was being said. I didn't Mm -hmm. notice the favoritism until I went back and started reading everyone. He, he did it in a very mild mannered, quiet way. It looked like he was just trying to, you know, corral cats. But in reality, there was some favoritism going on with the wording he was using and um, how he would call people on certain things, um, Trump on certain things, but yet never did with Biden, you know, some of those um, touchy subjects. And so, yeah, I I definitely saw after the fact and I realized, yeah, they're right. It was it was a favoritism. And, you know, am I surprised? Oh, absolutely not. Well, what really gave it away Not for shocked. me? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, what really gave it away for me was because in the you see, Chris Wallace doesn't have a super strong personality, right? So no. he it was he was the perfect choice for that because it it was going to be hard it, for the for a confused person that maybe isn't in a strong place of discernment. Okay, I don't know how else to put it. Um, they may not have noticed that it it wasn't going to stick out to them as easily. And it didn't really stick out to me um, until, well, first things first, I love how president Trump just said, I mean, what, who am I debating you or him? I, I'm surprised. I mean, I'm, not, I'm debating <laughs> you and it doesn't surprise me. Right. And I thought that was great. I laughed out loud. I laugh out loud every time yes. I see that. Cause it's true. You could tell they yes. were debating. And, uh, you know, you, you, you'd hear Biden and it was kind of creepy. He was sitting back just sort of laughing. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, like, a, it was really ugh, kind of, you know, put shivers up my spine, just that laugh. Uh, and, um, yeah. cause the camera wasn't on him. The camera was on Trump and between Trump and Wallace. And then you hear this, you know, crazy old man, <laughs> guess what it sounds like, right. <laughs> just getting right. a kick out of what was going on. And okay, but what really gave it away for me, I'll go back to that. Sorry, I know sometimes I trail off because there's just so much. There was just, there's really a lot. The more I look at it and the more stuff I'm seeing and hearing and the more I go back to it, there's just a lot. But again, what really gave it away for me was when Chris Wallace started to remind um, Joe Biden of what he said. He was spoon feeding it to him because he knew exactly what was going on with Biden. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's no yeah. way he didn't know. And we know just from viewing some of the content and stuff that you and I both looked at, there's no way he didn't know because as soon as, you know, president Biden or vice president Biden would just deny something or he would say something or, and then Chris Wallace was basically spoon feeding him the information. Like, no, no, you said that, right? Yeah. <laughs> Trying to keep them on track because the problem is, is everybody's watching now. I mean, right. Everybody and whoever is left on the left is watching. Mm -hmm. And so that's what really gave it away for me when I could tell that he was basically feeding the information to him because that's because Mm -hmm. I saw Joe Biden go downhill. I mean, I witnessed it. If you were paying close attention you could tell he started to speak in sentence fragments. He kind of started to sound, he wasn't saying as crazy as some of the stuff that we've seen him say or heard him say, yeah. um, you can no, find it. but he was speaking in fragments that definitely sounded a lot like that. You could hear his sentences. If you really listen carefully to him, I'm a very strong auditory person. So I could mm-hmm. hear it right away. And even when I went back and listened to certain parts of it, I was like, yep, it's there. And, you know, and Chris Wallace is feeding him his information now because he's trying to keep him, you know, sane for that moment. And that's why I think, and that's why, sorry. Oh, on track, keep him on track. Right. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Try to keep him on track. And, um, you know, the reason for the breakdown was probably because it came, it started to really come 
not too long. I can't really, I got to go back and look at it, but not too long Mm -hmm. before the Hunter Biden question by Trump or after, I think that really, really put the squeeze on him. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. I I agree. I agree. And it's funny that you said that you're an auditory person because I'm a highly visual person, which is why I probably didn't get some of these nuances that other people did upon watching because I was looking at the visual. And one thing that I, I was texting a lot of people during it because again, they know I do the podcast, so they're, you know, engaging me. And I one of the things that I said to one of my friends is his eyes, Biden's eyes look so much brighter than usual. And mm-hmm. um they looked different. And so I I kind of, you know, it's like, wow, you know, he looks really different. He he looked more alert to me, which was surprising because, you know, some people call him Sleepy Joe. And that's not just because I think that he spends time in the basement, but also because of his, the way he looks a lot of times. And so Mm -hmm. the next day, as I'm going through all my sources, reviewing um, their take on the debate, I did find one. Um, It is a really far, far right video, and I am going to include it on our Facebook page for a source. And um, some of it has religious overtones that you may or may not agree with. That's not why I'm including it. It's more about they talk about that there are actually devices out there that you can wear as contact lenses Mm -hmm. that virtually will it's, it's like virtual world. You can actually see like a computer screen in front of your face. So he could actually have been reading uh, because he did really well. He did way better than I expected. Quite honestly, I was very shocked. I was Mm -hmm. not expecting him from everything else I've seen the town hall meetings to be that coherent in this debate. But what if he was having his answers fed to him before his very own eyes? Would we know it? Mm -hmm. One of the things with this device, and you can look at the video and it talks about it. It's a long video, about 30 minutes, Mm -hmm. but it's about halfway in where it talks about this device with contacts. Um, But it also has um, a a receiver that you wear on your wrist. And so there are also pictures of people seeing wires and something coming out of his wrist. that actually goes back down in. I'm not saying this is what happened, but it is food for thought. Was he being fed his answers on this high tech device? I considering the strength of his performance compared to other performances I've seen, I'm, I'm inclined to kind of go that route. I don't, I don't know. What, what do you think, Lucina? Does that sound plausible that that could actually be happening? Well, going back to the visual aspect of it, I'm a, I'm not mm-hmm. going to say that I'm strongly, vi- I'm very strong visual. Like my husband, you know, people I know like yourself are strong visual learners, but I am very observant when I'm at a, at a point of heightened awareness. This was, I was paying attention because I already know, and Trump already knew going into this, that Wallace was going to be helping Biden out and that the, that they were going mm-hmm. to cheat in some way. We don't, we didn't know how exactly, but they were right. going to cheat. That's their stick, right? And right. he came, Trump came in. So that's why Trump had to come in the way that he did. But going back to what you were saying, I lean in that direction as well too, because I noticed at the very beginning that his eyes were bizarre. <laughs> bizarre. Thank you. It's something I'd never seen before. It was the weirdest thing. His eyes yeah. looked weird. And it seemed mm-hmm. that when he gave certain answers, he was looking in a certain direction. And mm-hmm. there were times I was 100% sure he was reading. And I thought, no, he can't be reading. I mean, that's too obvious. I mean, but he was, (laughs) he was reading something somewhere. Was he staring straight ahead or was he looking down? There were times where he looked down and then he would look up and he would speak as if someone was reading. Okay. See, because I'm back to being auditory and being a trainer and a, you know, teacher and all that kind of stuff. I know what that looks like. It doesn't matter where, what country the person's from. It doesn't matter who they are. <laughs> I know the difference. Um, so I saw it and I thought, what is he, what, where is he reading from? Right. 
<laughs> yeah, because supposedly there's no teleprompter, right? So, and I'm, I'm sure that would have been revealed because Trump would have thought too. Mm-hmm. Another part of the video that I'm going to be sharing also shows that aide after the debate picked up something from Biden's station and it looked to be possibly like an iPad or something like that. So there could possibly have been an iPad that he was using when he was looking down. And then maybe also the, the eye, you know, uh, whatever those things are called, the eye contact lenses, those, uh, that could have been when he was looking up. I, I don't know for sure. And of course this is all conjecture. However, like you said, I, I wouldn't be surprised. And I think you're right that they were definitely, you know, leaning in, in that direction um, of cheating because he, he did way better than I expected. And for me, I have to say there has to be some explanation for it. And in addition, um, Biden had agreed that he wouldn't let anyone check for an earpiece before the he, he agreed that he would let someone check for an earpiece. Well, his team refused at the very last minute. And there are photos out there that shows in his left ear something that might look like an earpiece but it's it's makeup in and you know mm-hmm. colored to look like the rest of his ear whether that's true or not who knows i don't know you can look at the pictures i'll be posting all of this on our site but it it, it gives me pause as well you know mm-hmm. i i think it was especially if they wouldn't let anyone check before the debate what the hell you agreed to that and then you backed up on it and Biden even made a joke. Now, I I haven't verified this, but I heard it on the X-22 report, which I will also include as our sources. And I think you listened to that, too, where he had actually put a um, Mm -hmm. Twitter out that he was ready for his debate. And he was showing like an iPhone earpiece and then ice cream or something with his, you know, to insinuate this is what I'm powering up on, not drugs. And, you know, this is what I'm going to use during the debate. Do do you remember that part? Oh, my gosh. That disturbed me because I know where this stuff, that ice cream stuff, just all of it, where it all links back to what the symbolism is when, and when it comes to human trafficking and all of that, those, those words. Oh, can you, can you go into it a little bit in detail? Do you recall? Well, I think with, well, um, <laughs> it was the same ice cream, ice that cream is a, had in, sorry, go ahead. In one of her, sorry, go ahead. Oh, it was the same ice cream that Pelosi had in her refrigerator when she was doing COVID, mm-hmm. um, videos from her home in San Francisco. So there was that, but then go ahead. What were you going to say about the, the actual ice cream? Well, ice cream couple, there's a couple of weird things about that. So ice cream mm-hmm. is a code word for little girls. Okay. Okay. So I don't want to go, you guys, you know, listen, your listeners can go out and figure that out if they haven't already and haven't heard that yet. Um, it's a kind of a disturbing thing, but ice cream is, it stands for little girls and the ice cream, that ice cream brand or company, um, Les Wexner, if you go back and listen to the X-22 report, Les Wexner sits, I think on the board of directors or he's somehow affiliated with that ice cream brand. We all know Les Wexner was great friends with um, uh, Weinstein. And so there, I think just like, um, and also I thought he was friends with uh, the other guy, the one who didn't, who didn't commit suicide. Why am I, why is this name leaving me right now? Sorry, not Weinstein. Jeffrey Epstein. My apologies. Yes. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's who I was going for. There's just so many names, but yeah. So, um, Les Wexner was really good friends with, um, Jeffrey Epstein as well. And was a, you know, visitor on the Island quite a bit. Uh, so that's a little bit suspicious. And just like David says on the X-22 report, he really believes that that was a mocking tweet. Mm-hmm. And it that's was. what's sick about yeah. the whole thing. The whole thing is right. sick because you know that you know that they are playing games now. Because from where I'm sitting, they've known for a while that President Trump is going to win the election. There is just absolutely no way I can see Biden winning. So they're pulling every card they can possible to do as much mm-hmm. damage as they can possible, and they're playing games. 
right? Yes. They're playing games. Right. That's what cheaters do. (laughs) (laughs) And I hate to say it. I know that sounds like really harsh. If you have listeners who aren't really sure where they stand or they are, you know, on, on the left side of the fence, I'm not trying to say that everybody's in the wrong. I think everybody has a reason for believing what they believe. Right. Mm -hmm. But I can say this more with conviction because I have, I do spend a lot of my week studying stuff that probably a lot of people don't study. (laughs) And I'm not talking (laughs) articles either. Yeah. I'm talking source material. Right. So, right. No, I, I agree. And, you know, some of the stuff that we cover here on the French following does kind of go out there and, and it, and it isn't what you will see in mainstream media. And we always, as we always say, we leave the choice up to you, the listener, you know, do your own research. I, mm-hmm. I provide links on our Facebook page. So you have a place to go and, and see what we're looking at to make your own decisions and, you know, go to, farther down the rabbit hole if, if you desire. But, um, it, to me, it's, you know, smoke and mirrors. Like one thing that I really noticed after COVID when all these talk show hosts had to, you know, start recording from their home and Saturday Night Live had to record from their home, it became very dull. All of a sudden, all the smoke and mirrors that you've seen and all the fanciness and all the high production and the makeup, all of that was gone. And to be quite honest with you, it was, it was very boring. And I, I know that you don't partake in TV that much, Lucina. I, I still do, but I not, I usually choose, you know, I usually stream what I want to see mm-hmm. But on the rare occasions that I'm seeing, like, you know, any of those shows that are like, now we're live from our home. It's like, oh my gosh, it, you guys have so many smoke and mirrors that we've mm-hmm. never known existed. I mean, we should know you're in a studio and people are editing and even the live shows they're you know, it's on a time relay, all of that, um, especially Saturday night live. And so it's like, wow. And that is how it is with this, with mm-hmm. the pol- politicians and especially it seems on the democratic side, there's tons of smoke and mirrors going on. And that people are just taking in and taking in through their mainstream media fix. And they don't realize how much of it is smoke and mirrors. It's not real. It's fluff. And we, through all of our research, are able to see behind that curtain, behind Oz's great curtain of what's Mm -hmm. really going on. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and that is how I've come to the conclusions and why I'm taking time out of my life to do this podcast and why you do as well, Lucina, for what you, you know, study and um, advocate for. Mm-hmm. It's not what you think it is. And until you get that, you won't get Trump and you won't get the silent majority, in my opinion. You just won't, you know, um, all these fact checkers that are totally supporting and censoring, you know, uh, the uh, the side that doesn't, you know, uh, support the mainstream narrative, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, all of that. And this was just more of that, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. To me, I was kind of bored by it because I didn't really see how it was going to change anything, prove anything other than what I already know. And that it is <laughs> an incredibly biased, mm-hmm. no matter if it's Fox that the debate's on or NBC or any station, there's still going to be this tremendous bias and favoritism going on. And this just proved it again. I mean, it's, it's more the same for me, you know, I don't, I don't know how you felt about it, but that's how it seemed. Well, I, like I said, I didn't really, I wasn't like I was, you know, waiting for the debate in the sense that I was waiting to see what was going to happen if the debate were even going to happen at all. And well, yeah, and they're yeah. so late mm-hmm. in the game because of COVID, right? Um, Mm -hmm. That at this point, I mean, a month away from the election, I mean, it's like you said, it might, you know, I think some people who were on the fence kind of realized, well, gee, that was pretty obvious what happened there. I'm just going for Trump, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. And um, and then other people, like, I think there's still a lot of people who are still on the fence because I think that was the point of the debate for you know, Chris Wallace and team, whoever was involved there. Um, 
And Trump already knew they were going to like, they didn't, like you said, they didn't debate anything really. That was just like, they made it look like it was, like you said, it was all smoke and mirrors. They made it look a certain way with the way that Chris Wallace was acting and Mm -hmm. whether they knew it or not, they didn't know exactly what Trump would do, but I think they had an idea. So they knew that they could play it off as, well, look at, he's just such a bully, right? And Mm -hmm. that's what I've seen. I've seen some really stupid stuff come out where I'm like, oh my gosh, how can anybody give this the time of day? You know what I mean? And I honestly went into it hoping that I would hear a platform. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Right. (laughs) um, The debate, I mean, from the, from the, from the D's, you know, from the Democrats. Yeah. I was really hoping that I would hear a platform finally. Cause I thought, well, gee, he's here. Right. Um, but like you said, it was all smoke and mirrors. It was a huge waste of energy and time, but it wasn't to Donald Trump because he wanted to do this. He really wanted to do an honest, Mm -hmm. fair debate. And I just think with the way everything played out, he was just like, well, he kind of could see where the writing on the wall. So he prepared for it and he came out with all pulling all the punches and he didn't care that he was cutting anybody off. No, he wanted to that squeeze his, Biden. That was his goal. That was a strategy. That's People right. were like, oh, he was so awful. Oh, this is awful. They need a new moderator. They need to cut the microphones out. Okay, whatever. We'll discuss that next time. But <laughs> or at the next debate, what they finally do. Mm-hmm. But it was all his strategy to rattle him because mm-hmm. Biden is fragile. It, if anyone can't agree with that statement, then you're not on planet earth. He is fragile and mm. Trump knew it and he was going after it. And if you want a fragile man sitting across from other countries like China and Russia, making your dealings for you, yep. you know, you, you, you know, is that really what you want? And that was Trump's point. Not to mention that, you know, every time he brought up some really uh, you know, personal things that could rattle Biden, Wallace kind of bailed Biden out by saying that, you know, especially about the 3.5 million that went to Hunter Biden from Moscow's wife of an ex-mayor of, you know, <laughs> Moscow. It was just like mm. that, you know, Trump was called on the mat about his taxes, which, you know, I could go into a whole nother podcast about how ridiculous that is. And I probably will mention that in my next podcast. And he was also called on the mat about white supremacy. And by the way, I've seen so many memes about him saying that he didn't denounce white supremacy. But if you look at the transcript, the actual transcript, he did. And I am going to include a video that goes over that transcript on our page not going to do it here, but he did denounce it more than once. But Mm -hmm. the way Chris Wallace phrased it and kept repeating it, it was convenient for the press to take out certain slides, certain sound bites from that to make it sound like he didn't denounce him. And he did. And if people don't see this as a setup, I, I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) You know, this is the state of our country right now. Many people are incredibly blind and biased and are just going to eat up everything that um, you know, the regular mm-hmm. press tells them mm-hmm. and there's nothing I can do about that, but I can call it out here. And hopefully those listening appreciate that because it does suck to be the silent majority and not have your thoughts and views validated by mainstream, mm-hmm. but that's, that's where we're at now. Well, yeah. yeah. And I think, you know, it's unfortunate because you know, that, the ma- all the major networks and stations that people watch are owned and funded by globalists that want Biden yes. to win. They don't care if he's half standing up, you know, which <laughs> me, but that's the thing. Yeah. That to me is so evil because, yes. you know, I know that, you know, whatever, I don't know what's true about Joe Biden and what's not all, all of it anyway, I know what I've seen. And I, so I don't really think that he's a, an, an upstanding guy from what I've seen. And um, <laughs> just the creepy videos of him alone, right? I mean, that right. that's strange. I mean, I saw that stuff all the time when he was still in, uh, when he was still serving as vice president. And I would think to myself, can't people see this? Like, this is weird. 
<laughs> he's on camera doing this and nobody seems outraged by it, but people were so, um, they had so they had stars in their eyes for Obama, you know, oh, he was, they just went on and on about him that they didn't see that stuff went right past them, you know? Right. And so that's the unfortunate part because he's, he's kind of gotten away with whatever he's gotten away with, but going back to, I don't know all what's true or what's not about him entirely. But what mm-hmm. I can say for sure is, is that whoever's propping him up that way, I mean, they're literally propping him up. It's evil. I mean, yeah, they're using him as a puppet, literally as a puppet. That's, you know, and he has an obligation. You see, the more I study how all this stuff works and, you know, I don't know, it's not a book that, this is not a book I promote or anything for myself. But if you're, if you're interested or your listeners are, I would highly recommend seeking out the book, The President Makers by Don Fotheringham. And Don Fotheringham is a World War II veteran. And he has written about how exactly how every president has gotten into office over the past hundred years. Okay. Okay. How deep that corruption goes. And the more I study that book, the more I see they're just doing the same same thing. They're just taking pages out of uh, all of these people. You know, it starts, just go back to, it goes all the way back to Carnegie <laughs> and JP Morgan <laughs> and all that stuff. And once you go back that far and you start looking at it and piecing it all together, they're just doing the same thing over and over again. Like you said, smoking mm. beers, using other people and blackmailing people. And I think a lot of people have been blackmailed. That's why they're, they're holding up. So like, they're just, they don't care. They know what they're doing is wrong. Whatever the case may be. Why do you think the guy's getting dementia or whatever he has, you know, Mm -hmm. that's a tremendous amount of stress on the brain, right? Oh my God. Yeah. Well, Ronnie and I were kind of discussing this in our last podcast, but it doesn't surprise me that that has been the, um, the, his way of ending up in his older age with all the things that he's had to probably suppress, lie about all of that, and probably had to forget in order to, if he was ever given a lie detector test or whatever, did this happen? Mm -hmm. It's no surprise that now he has, that this is happening to him. It's, it's the eventuality of the way he's lived his life probably, Mm -hmm. you know, for decades. And I'm looking at the book that you recommended and I'll, I'll put the link up there for our viewers. Doesn't look like there's much copies though. It says like one new for $29.99. Oh yeah. It sells out fast. I mean, every time it goes in stock, I mean, I got it through, I'll send you a link to where I bought it through. Um, and he gets this one individual, um, he gets, he, he gets a certain amount of copies every month because I mean, it's in so it's in such high demand, especially right now with more people, you know, and that's what I'm saying to your listeners. Yeah. yeah. Well, so people mm-hmm. waking up, but here's the thing. We got to go to source material because we are not going to get this information from the mainstream media. We're not going to get it from Google that easily. It's really difficult to find this stuff. You might get it through DuckDuckGo, which is a a better unbiased, um, search, search engine, um, Mm -hmm. and secure, but we got to go to source material and then we just got to go back to the books. (laughs) That's all I'm saying. I mean, I'm learning more from books again than I had forgotten how wonderful they are. Not that I didn't know that, but I love it because I'm actually learning information that's real. And all you all, when you go to source material, you're at your highest, um, you're at the highest level of research, right? And then, right. then you've got two other levels. And so you can look at what's going on out there. So as you study source material, then you look at what's going on out there or over history, just other situations or stories or whatnot, and you can see it playing out. So that's kind of like your secondary, it's kind of like a low to medium sort of way of, um, you know, researching or proving something because it kind of fills in the blanks a little bit more and ties it all together, but it's not the actual source. It's kind of like part of the outcome. So it's really fascinating to do that. And I think the more that we do that, the more we can understand what's happening. And so 
this book is not actually doesn't include President Trump because he wasn't made a president by uh, globalist elites. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's why, that's why we're seeing what we're seeing right now. So, right. Because he's not one of them. He can't be bought. He's got his close knit circle of trust. That's why it's so tight. It has to be. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's why his family is so involved too, because, you know, more than not, you can trust your family, but they are also campaigning on his behalf more so than I've, I've seen other family members for other presidents, but you're mm-hmm. right. He has a tight circle. Um, he does let a lot of people go that don't measure up, you know, and I, and I think all of that is for a reason. And, you know, back, you know, Back to the debates. I just, I, you know, sorry about that. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're fine. You're fine. I, I just want to, you know, encourage you. I mean, it's, it's kind of funny. I, have you read where he's been? Who the winner was determined to be? I mean, and all the things I've said, it, I've seen it say that Trump was the winner, but I haven't really checked mainstream media. I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. Let me see if I Google it right now. What have you seen anything about that, Athena? About who? About winning the debate? Yeah, who? Who, who determined who won the debate? Yeah, you know, um, I've only seen. I, I honestly never really looked that up. So I'm just going to be completely honest because, again, to me, it wasn't a debate. And mm-hmm. if I look at what was going on in my personal opinion yeah. and the opinions of maybe just other people, um, whether they're strong supporters or kind of not sure or whatever the case may be. One thing for that I'm seeing, one common thing I am seeing in the groups or just the people I know that, um, that have been talking about it is they were saying, what I'm saying is that Trump is the, Trump clearly had a plan and he had information and he had facts and he was willing Mm -hmm. to talk it out. He was willing to put it out there, even if he had to be the loudest person in the room. Right. And yeah, to me, that's a win because he also did really well. I mean, I thought that even though he, despite never mind him cutting people off, he -hmm. didn't call Biden or Wallace names. He didn't, right. He didn't tell them to shut up. He didn't any of that. He wasn't, he didn't do any of that. So he didn't. Sorry. And we need to call that. And yet Biden did. And we we need to call that out. He said, Mm -hmm. shut up. He called Trump a clown. He called him. There's some of the other things. We called him racist. Um, I mean, they, they, I mean, they've called him all kinds of stuff. Maybe, maybe not always necessarily saying the word, but right. they made a lot of insinuations and again, they presented no platform. And every time he was asked a question about, you know, well, why, you know, just whatever, just infor- something where he had to give information about what his plan was, he just immediately would turn it to Trump and attack him and just try to discredit him, which was the same thing I right. saw at the Instead D. of sharing what, yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say, it's just the same thing that I saw with the DNC. Like, I didn't really watch it. Yes. I saw some enough here and there to kind of know, this is just all a Trump-hating thing. Where's your platform, you know? And that is their platform. Their platform is to appeal to all the Trump haters, and they know that that's their audience, and that's who they're appealing to. And they mm-hmm. might get some yeah. fence-sitters over on their side, but that's what it is. That is their platform. <laughs> so... Yeah, it, it's strange to me. It's a very, very strange election. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's it's surreal to be honest with you because I just every time it's like, doesn't anyone else see this? And nobody else sees it and calls it out. It's like I'm going crazy, which is the mm-hmm. gaslighting of the press that you know we talk about often on the on this podcast, but um. Yeah, I'm looking at New York Times. Well, New York Times took the high road. They said there was no winner. America lost. I'm like, oh, whatever. And then there's a poll on New, <laughs> NewJersey.com that I just 
clicked on and it's 51% Trump and 48% Biden. So, you know, oh, well, you always right. They always try all. to make it. Yeah. <laughs> it was such mm-hmm. a close tie. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I I know Telemundo gave I think sixty percent to Trump and thirty percent to Biden. I don't know. Did the ten percent go to Wallace? I don't know, <laughs> but I'm not sure why that didn't add up to a hundred percent. But yeah, <laughs> he was part of saw- it, so maybe he won the debate. <laughs> go ahead. I actually saw an, a friend's post about something about the debate. Someone had said someone put Wallace twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. You know, because it seemed like he was ah. one of the candidates now. <laughs> yes, yes, he was. <laughs> mm-hmm. Definitely. But, I mean, that was you know, weird. A, I, I, that yeah. was. Go ahead. I don't know. No, it was strange. And I think it's only going to get stranger as it continues. You know, I, I just really wonder what's going to happen you know, with the next few debates, they'll probably change. They'll probably turn off the microphones during, I don't know what they're going to do because I know there's been a lot of pushback actually from both sides. And that's the other thing is sometimes they win when you get both sides upset about something else. And that's what Mm -hmm. I've seen again and again, both sides hated Chris Wallace beyond, I, I have not seen, I have honestly not seen one report in favor of him either on the fringe that I follow or regular mainstream. No, they're all bagging on him terribly. And honestly, I think he took the fall. He did that on purpose. He was maybe even paid or coerced into doing that. But now the focus is on him. We need better debates and better moderators and better ways of doing this. But that was their plan. Nobody's talking about that was their plan. That's, they're you. distracting that us from the message. They're distracting mm-hmm. us from what really happened. Well, those right. of us who aren't, the people who aren't discerning or paying close attention to that, and I'm seeing what I'm seeing out there about either one, because they those those people didn't get it. But I'm like, no. well, Chris Wallace is a distraction because everyone's, you can see it with all the posts. Everyone's focusing on Chris Wallace. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, no one's really talking too much about well, some people are like, you know, Breitbart, yeah. Rush Limbaugh, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. Rush Limbaugh is kind of, he's, he's good friends with Chris Wallace. So I'm not really sure about him, but, um, <laughs> you know, and, uh, you know, in other sites as well, you, you'll see the odd things. So they're out in Dinesh D'Souza, like they're out there talking about what was said and what was done because no one else is, everyone else is talking right. about, we need better debates. And it's like, people, are you, who are you voting? What are you voting for? Are you voting for um, awesome stage performance with someone who doesn't interrupt and great moderators? <laughs> like, is that what you're voting for? Or what are you actually voting uh, for? <laughs> so, like, right. <laughs> let's get back to, let's get back to what matters because again, I said it on the last time I was on your podcast, there's this, mm-hmm. there's this idea that people think that, when they choose Fox news that they're choosing something better, but you, if people really understand and follow the money, they'll know that and quickly learn. They're all saying the same things. It just sounds different and they're funded by the same people and they're all Mm -hmm. loyal to their funding. That's people are all these big corporations are always going to be loyal to their biggest supporters. Okay. Right. And that's how all this stuff works. And that's why I'm not trying to put Fox News down. There's a, I like Hannity and a, you know a couple of others, but mm-hmm. you know I've I watched them a lot more before, and I watch them almost not at all now because that's how much, in my opinion, they've gone downhill. Right? Totally, completely. I I agree, and I even want to go as far as to say is that those that actually are Trump supporters, but you're focusing in too much on Wallace's performance. The ones that I've seen do that are also the ones that are still scared to death of COVID. It's like they still want to believe mainstream and maybe all they do is watch Fox. And, you know, they they consider that, well, hey, it's Fox, it's not the rest Mm. of them. But they're, they're kind of still wanting to believe that they're getting some truth out of these news sources. And so, you know, those are the ones that kind of cling to that and 
you know, it, you know, they're, they're going to sleep at night if they can find an article out there from Fox or one of the, you know, New York times is going to support what they're saying. Mm-hmm. But, and, and if they don't, then it's not true. They're going to dismiss it. And, and that's okay. I mean, it takes all types and they're, they're still on, you know, this side that we support as well. But, you know, I kind of want to call you on it. It's like, how, you know, this was from Fox. Is, is Chris Wallace, I don't know, is he actually work for Fox? He does. Know? Yeah, he, he okay. does. Um, I know he's doing like the business report for a long time, doing the business, some of the business segments. And I don't even know because I hardly watched him. I just didn't care for the guy. And especially mm-hmm. after when Trump was running and after he got elected, his disdain for Trump was clearly noted. I mean, mm-hmm. he didn't hide it at all. So I thought, you know, and I don't like that because, you know, for me to watch a credible news source, I don't want to know what you think or feel. Okay. Right. I want you to give me some actual news information and send me on my way to go figure it out for myself. And that's not how news is, right? We know that already. Right. We do. Yeah. And people just are looking for something to latch onto because they're used to having information delivered to them in a certain way. So it's a great strategy. I mean, they've been doing it for a long time. It's not like they've been doing it over the weekend or over the last month or just when <laughs> President Trump, right? Or just when yeah. President Trump got elected. They've been doing this for a long time. But you long see, everything, time. in my opinion, is falling apart. I mean, if you really take mm-hmm. a look at everything, it's all falling apart. And Trump, is at the head of all of that because he sees what's going on. He's not stupid and he's a, he's right. a patriot and like the guy or not think his man, bedside manner is great or not. What are you voting for? That's what I always say we're voting for to save the constitution and the, and freedom. And we would love to see yeah. the Republic come back. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and limited powers of government. But, and that's where I think he's trying to go for, you know, but he's working on this other stuff and he's giving power back to the people and, and showing people, Hey, like the information you're getting on these new, on these mainstream news channels and through these corrupt politicians and all this kind of stuff. Don't you guys, he wants us to see it. Right. Um, It's not for him. It's for us. (laughs) So exactly. It's, it's kind of an object lesson. This mm-hmm. is what happens when I put myself out there with mainstream. This is how I'm treated. And, you know, this is, I am ending up debating the moderator instead of the person on the stage. Can't you see this? And, you know, that's what that purpose is for being so, you know, interrupting, aggressive. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, I, I, Again, I'm going to, you know, include some reports, but also on the X22 report, it talks about he's a businessman and he's fighting for us. And if you're fighting for someone, you know, I saw this too. It's like if you're fighting with your spouse about the state of your marriage or the state of whatever you're arguing about that's important in your marriage, you're not going to say, okay, your two minutes are up. You go, honey. It's it's not going to be that way. It's going to be passionate. It's going to not pull any punches. It's, you know, it's going to be rousing. And that's what we saw Mm -hmm. from Trump is rousing. I I Mm -hmm. can't say the same for Biden, but I, you know, he definitely was in there and he was in there like a bulldog fighting and holding on to what he believed to be true and making that point, even when he had two people against him trying to tear down his points. Right. And if you look at the way Trump is with people, like when he's, you know, Mm -hmm. it's always, it's really interesting to me how they kind of, he, they tried to make the stab. well, you know, or Biden tried to make the stabs. You, you got to get out there and do some work, right? They almost tried to make it seem like he was a fat, lazy, idle president. You know what? In the whole time he's been in office, the guy is on the move constantly doing something, meeting with people, meeting with people in communities, meeting with workers, meeting with, you know, uh, business owners, meeting with, Mm -hmm. he's trying, he is out there doing more than I've, he is not an idle man. He tried to, they tried to make the stab or he tried to make that stab. I say they, because I don't think it was really just him, (laughs) obviously, um, I think one of the things in those sources you said, you sent to me, one of the things he said was it, it was, I argue that it wasn't just Biden and Wallace, that it was a lot more, right. Whoever was behind mm-hmm. whatever cheat devices they had. 
But yes, but going back to, they even tried to say that, oh, you know, something about, they tried to make a golf course stab at him. And I thought, what? Like the man is hardly, I even tell sometimes when I look at him, um, some of the footage, the guy looks like he probably doesn't even get a full night's, you know, sleep. No, he looks, he doesn't. He looks like he does look tired, but he doesn't look weary. Mm. Do you know what I mean? He's, he's still out there like a bulldog. I'm sure he has weary moments and we don't always see them. And sometimes I think when he gets in the press conferences, you can tell he's just, but he's more annoyed and done with it. And like he even said in the debate, well, I'm just used to what the fake news is doing. I'm used to it. I'm just used to it now. And so, but I just thought that was interesting. They were trying to make stabs at him on that. And I see this man, you see him with people. Mm-hmm. It's not an act. That's the way he's always been. I mean, yes. before he was ever even a thought for president, everyone thought he was great. And that's how everybody knew him. He was a great businessman. He was good at doing deals. He was smart. He was great with people. He's very personable, even with his own staff, a billionaire real estate investor willing to sit down and get to know a cook or a cleaner, you know, and I'm not trying to glorify the guy. I'm just saying when I, when you look at his passion for people, it's the same Mm -hmm. thing for the people of the United States, because especially now with the information that he is privy to and what he sees and what he understands now, he knows what enemy the American people have had, have whose thumb he's, they've been under. Right. Right. And what's been going on and everything, the plot, the plans, the whole nine yards, whatever the, whatever you want to call it, it's real. And he sees it and he is trying, he's fighting for every person possible to kind of get on board with understanding what's happening, you know? Right. Whether they like or hate him, he's fighting for all of us, but Mm -hmm. you know, not everyone sees it, you know, and that is, one of my greatest sadnesses, really, you know, mm-hmm. um, that that people don't realize what is being done on our behalf, and um, they may never, and that is truly sad, in my opinion. And I did want to just mention as a just trivia that um, Chris Wallace is actually Mike Wallace's son. Um, I know people must have heard of Mike Wallace with sixty minutes, so mm-hmm. I just wanted to. Um, not to give him glory, but just to point that out, if you were curious, he, he has an incredible likeness to him, in my opinion, on the debates. But yeah, mm-hmm. but also Wallace, I believe, was also strongly Democrat, right? Throughout mm-hmm. his, his, right? Is I, I should Google that. Do you know if he is, I, if he was? I'm not really sure. I, I never yeah. really looked into it. I just think that his, his allegiance was pretty obvious. <laughs> <laughs> to me. Yeah. And so, yeah. and you know, just to kind of add quickly again, I'm, I think that people have a right to vote for the things that matter to them. Mm-hmm. I, and I, I do believe that I, but I also believe that there's a lot of misinformation. Like you said, a lot of smoke and mirrors, a lot of lying, a lot of deceivings. And mm-hmm. one of the things that they said on the one video that I know you're going to share with your listeners. One of the things he said was, is that we're fighting against something way beyond than what we're just seeing. And that's the war that Trump is fighting as well. And Mm -hmm. pay attention to anything he's been doing and what he's been, where he's been going. And it's just, it, it, again, he's not the savior of the world. He's not God. I'm not putting him there, No, but I believe that he was chosen for this time because I can't, I cannot imagine as soon as he ran in 2000, started his, his run or for president in 2015, I knew he was going to win. I knew it. Um, Mm. I said to my husband, well, the Republicans are getting in. (laughs) (laughs) That's it because he's a fighter. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad you had that, um, confidence. I did not, especially, you know, I was still at that time, you know, listening a lot to, well, not listening a lot, but being exposed to mainstream media and not questioning it. So Mm -hmm. going off of what they said, that story was, it was a long shot. He was always down in the polls. So for me, 
I was pleasantly surprised and, and incredibly happy, but I did not expect to see that happen. So I wasn't as confident as you. Um, yeah. And honestly, I, I'm, I'm still not. I'm having, I've, of course, I know what I want, but seeing all the opposition, it's hard for me mm-hmm. to see through that because there's so much, mm-hmm. so much. And well, they're you counting know. on that, right? They're counting on yes. that. That's why they're creating all mm-hmm. this opposition. That's why they're doing yeah. it. It's their only mm-hmm. strategy. Right. And I also have close friends that do vote in the other direction. And it, it's hard when I see them fall in my opinion, victim to a lot of this narrative that really isn't true. Mm. And it's like, if these people that are so wise and smart and that I respect because they're in my life, how in the world, and they're falling for it, you know, so many other people must be as well. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's, it, it's not just a bunch of dumb people that are falling for this narrative. It's a lot of people, a lot of people. And yeah. that's, and, and, and that's scary to me, you know, so, you know, but you're right. It's designed. The opposition is designed to make if the whole thing is designed to think that, you know, there's no prayer, you know, and, and on earth to that, this is going to happen. Yeah. And that's the way they want it. You know, um, well, I agree. what gives it away for me is they've really seemed to have given up like Joe Biden's not really out there campaigning and we kind of know why, but let's just, Let's mm-hmm. look at it. There's not a whole lot happening on the Democrat Party side. Why? To me, they look like, well, we're not going to win the election. So we're going to do whatever damage we can. And we're going to make people think otherwise and that there's no hope and just to give up and maybe not show up to the polls or whatever the case may be. So they're using mm-hmm. whatever they can. Yeah. And I promise you from what I'm, from what I know, what I understand, what I'm seeing, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure Trump's going to get in. Now, is it it's not going to be easy. I mean, they're it's no. the next month is going to be rough for everybody. Yeah. As we mm-hmm. sit back and watch this. But people are already remember people are already out there voting. Um yes. so that kind of stuff's already happening and I think it's important I think that maybe some people might be waiting. There's going to be the last minute voters kind of like, "Hmm, let's sit back and see what happens," right? And they're going to try to delay it. That's been their plan the whole time. Oh, it might take a couple of days to count the votes, or it might take until January, you know, (laughs) they want people to be confused and who's the president and who's running things now. Now, Donald Trump already knows this stuff, you know, and don't ever underestimate that man. He might be played off as a, as a Dumbo or whatever they call him, however they treat him or however they, want to make him look, but he is not that, not that. No, Mm-mm. no, not that. I mean, he's in his seventies now, right? 70 years right. old. I mean, look at how he goes like a bulldog at that age. That's, that's kind of, that's kind of a phenomenon, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, you're not kidding. You're right. And, um, people don't realize that, you know, I, Yeah. I thank you for that encouragement, Lucina. I really appreciate it. Um, you know, it, it, it does help me. And, you know, I also want to impart that encouragement to my listeners. Um, but I have to admit, even from this side and from everything I see, sometimes it gets discouraging mm. and it, it is an everyday fight an everyday fight. And, um, just to, put it out there just to keep that message strong and keep the message going because of all the opposition. Sometimes it just gets really overwhelming. And I know you listeners must feel that too, because in your walks of life, you have to deal with that as well from both sides. And, you know, and it's frustrating to me where even like someone from the same side will disagree and major in the minors, you know, cut that crap out. You know, we don't need to major in the minors right now. We don't need to, you know, accuse who who is the better supporter over the other. Just we're all in this together and keep the larger goal and the larger prize at hand, which is, Mm -hmm. you know, the outcome of the election. And right. And what's always telling to me is exactly what Trump said. There's like 35,000 odd people in many cases that show up to the airport in one day because he's not pre-announcing this stuff. Within 20, 24 hours notice, 
And those airports and those areas fill up with 35,000 people. I mean, mm-hmm. and you see the couple of, I don't know what you want to call them, rallies that Biden's done. And they revealed who was actually there. Mm-hmm. Almost nobody. Yeah, I know. I know. That's kind of scary. So you got to look at it like, really? I right. that's That was my big giveaway last time. Mm-hmm. Now yeah. I know that Hillary Clinton did get a, um, she did get some bigger audiences. Um, she wasn't campaigning a whole lot. She, they thought she had it in the bag. That's why. Right. Right. And they're trying to play it off to all of everybody else that they have it in the bag. They don't need to do a whole lot. So, but that's just either projecting their, their panic. That's what they're doing. Right. And you're right. I mean, as I talk about smoke and mirrors, that's also smoke and mirrors. And I, <laughs> and I have to remember that, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and, and sometimes it, it is hard, you know, because of all the gaslighting that goes on. Um, yeah, sometimes it, it's hard to remember, okay, that's smoke and mirrors, too, you know, and um, after a while, it's just like, ah, is anything re- true or real anymore? You know, sometimes it, it gets, you know, it can be discouraging. But yeah, you're right. And I appreciate that that outlook, Lestina. I do. And I want to thank you for being on today. No is problem. there anything else you wanted to add? Um, you know, not at this point. I, I think that it's just, I guess the final thought I could leave is just when you're looking at news, when you look at um, debates and things like whatever is going on over the next month, you know, really tap into that discernment, like step back and don't look for someone necessary to side with, look for what, look at what's going on, pay attention to what people are saying and look at it through a different lens, you know, rather than, you know, just going, I wonder what president Trump's going to say that's going to change my mind or whatever. (laughs) Look out for the platform, look what people are doing. And you're probably not going to hear a whole lot of platform anyway. You know, maybe you Mm -hmm. might hear more. I, I really don't know what they've got planned, but they may have the same thing that just happened this week and it may turn out to be the same. I'm really, I really don't know, but you really mm-hmm. got to use discernment. And when you see something happen and everybody, the internet's blowing up over it, you really got to question it, right? Just yeah. question everything at this point, you know, I agree. and ask the questions and go looking for information and try to understand why is one man hated so much to the point where you're even, even if you're a supporter where you're even questioning that. Yes. You know, so really got to be on guard. But, and and when you do, if, if, when you're feeling that way, start tracing back why and what did you see and where did you see it to make you feel that way? And Mm -hmm. that, you know, and then you can start realizing the influence that mainstream media has on you, you know, even, even Fox, even, um, you know, ones that seem like they're above board and and not for the other side. Um, they still are. So thank you. I appreciate that. And I appreciate you joining us. And once again, um, check out her podcast, the truth rising about child um, trafficking and um, sexual abuse and rape. And um, it's very interesting. And she has a lot of information on it. I encourage you listeners to look her up. So once again, thank you for joining us. And um, we'll catch everyone on the next news story. Thank you. Bye-bye.